Taylor, get down from the stage. You need more practice. No, I think he's got it this time. Yeah, come on, Taylor. Give it a go. Okay, here we go. Story time. She fell, she caught it, and was okay. Harry tasted the pudding. Mountain air was crunchy. Debts lead to sand between the toes. I told you it takes more than words alone to tell a tale. It was an interesting experiment. Hello, welcome to the Foaming Tankard. Good day to you. I would like a glass of your finest wine. Okay, uh, here's a nice brown. It's a good year. Interesting. Tell me, is this a good place for me to tell a story? Are you any good? Yeah, we crave entertainment. It's been too long since we've had any. Hey, everybody, shut up. We haven't let the newcomers speak. Where are your manners? Tell us, dear traveler, do your stories suck ass? I, uh, <laughs> well, I have been spreading my tale far and wide across all of Drunkros. It seems to have been well received. In fact, it has been so well received that it has led me here to you all. Everyone said that I should bring my tale here to Mastwick, uh, here to the Foaming Tankard. That's good and all, but we're already booked. In fact, you see Taylor there? Huh? He was just getting ready to start. What? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll wait. Really? Well, how about you pay me five gold, and I'll let you skip ahead and go now. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. I would love to hear a tale from Taylor. I, uh... A dog went to the market. Gray light is best when needing bread. All roads lead to... Uh, crow's feet are hard to mask. Stop! Taylor, please stop. Alright, how about one goal to skip to the front of the line and do your story now? I have the patience of a stone. I will wait. Besides, I would love to learn more about the crow's feet. Okay, fine. Good sir, you may begin your story now. Taylor, take a seat. All gather round, it's tail time. Yangar, jewel of the Far East, is a city of mystery and splendor. Often called the City of Crimson due to its red brick buildings derived from local terrain, but also because of blood-stained grounds of the Gladiatorial Coliseum. Yangar is a bustling oasis within the vast desert seas that make up most of the surrounding country. Within the city walls, you can find just about anything, from goods, gambling, to entertainment of all types. This is where we begin our adventure, or rather, the journey of our adventurers who are hired to resolve a mystery within a nearby estate. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So the four of you are summoned by a local Pasha, Pasha Kunari. Pasha Kunari is a very wealthy merchant noble. Out of the 12 Pashas that run the plutocracy here in Yangar, Pasha Kunari, to your knowledge, is probably the second most influential merchant noble. He has a large estate outside the city of Yangar, but still within Yangar proper, which is essentially the country surrounding you. Outside the city walls of Yangar, it is just a vast wasteland of desert. Travel between the city and the estates are extremely dangerous. The notes that each of you receive are provided by what looks like a standard guardsman. He holds a long spear, wears what looks like scale mail armor. He wears a bandana across his face, which is very common in this area due to the weather conditions. As you open the note, it reads, You have been summoned by Pasha Kunari. There is currently a incident that needs to be resolved and he has summoned each of you to come to his estate to solve this mystery. At this point, the guard hands you a small pouch. Upon view, you see that it has 500 gold pieces within, and the note reads, this is just to help with your journey. Upon resolving the incident, you will receive another 4,500 gold. Hachi machi. Yes, in your knowledge, this is definitely a large sum of money, and 500 up front can take care of any means needed to cross these terrains. The guard says, tomorrow morning, let's meet at the Smoking Pig, and uh, we'll set out at dawn. And with that, the guard leaves you with the note and the sack of gold. Nice. Neat. The next morning, the four of you find yourselves within the walls of the smoking pig. An incredible aroma wafts around the entire room as a huge yawning spit is found in its center with a roasted pig upon it. A sweaty chef slices shanks of meat off of it. The four of you are at a large round table joined by a fifth member, somebody you have not seen before. When this person starts to speak, you can see that he has very interesting characteristics. He has fur upon his face and what looks like two horn tips coming out from the top of his clothing and cloak. Yes, welcome. Welcome. I uh, appreciate all of you coming today. Uh, My master, Pasha Konari, he uh, needs your talents to provide a service and uh, each of you have been summoned to provide this so i've got a quick question and what you see is a a half elf man uh, wearing tons of armor he basically looks like a walking trash can and uh he leans in and, and asks the speaker do they serve anything here besides pig because i really would love some chicken i i don't work here i don't know i mean you can 
ask the wait person over there, but uh, considering the name of the establishment is the Smoking Pig, I would uh, have to assume that that is a part of the menu. Oh, okay, well, I mean, I've... he's got a point. It's called Smoking Pig. That's what that's what they do here. Smoking Pig. See, well, they call it pork, really. You can always try the chicken fried pork. Oh. Okay, chicken fried pork. I'll, I'll 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 do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a purist, so uh, that's that's not for me. But but uh, you know, if you want to try it, by all means, go ahead. All right, I'll try the chicken fried pork. You you sold me. Thanks. Um, there's no waiter here, so um, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I lean back and yell. Uh, I would like the chicken fried pork. Oh, oh, oh my God! This this is not how we do this here. <laughs> uh, hold on one second. Okay. He sticks his hand up in the air, and uh, you can see there are two guards nearby. They go up to the bar top, and a bartender comes out. The bartender that you see in front of you is very weathered. He has what looks like dark skin, very wrinkly. He has a large wooden mug in his hand, and what looks like an incredibly soiled towel that he is wiping the mug with, which in turn looks like is soiling the mug more than cleaning it. <laughs> I'm sorry, did somebody say they wanted a, a pork or a... Upon looking at him, I sit back in my chair and I say, Oh, <laughs> never mind, and I start to go and pull some rations out of my pack. Hey, 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 no outside food here. Shit, okay, I'll, leave. I'll do it later, and I pack it up and sit there with my arms crossed. Um, could we get a plate of sausages, please? All right, one plate of sausages, anything else? What, uh, what, what, do, you, what do you have on tap? Uh, well, we've got the uh, pork sweat. And uh, pig's blood. Ah, and, I hear those uh, are great together. Mix them up. All right. A double-double for the man over here. Uh, which one is more expensive? Uh, well, I, I guess if you add the two together, I mean, that's probably the most expensive. I'll have one of those. Make mine extra chunky, please. Bacon jam it is. Heard. Is that it? Um, uh, excuse me, sir. I I'm really interested in having some of that uh, uh, sweet, sweaty pork that's on the spit. So um, when's that going to be done? Uh, it's always done. Uh, you, you want a piece? I'll have a whole leg. All right. The special. Mine's extra chunky, so it's just like breakfast. All right, give me a moment. I'll get your order up. The gentleman that had addressed you at the table earlier uh, says, Great, great. Uh, it, it's important for you to get a good breakfast because our journey is going to be uh, quite arduous and, and quite long. Is it breakfast time? I've completely lost track of the day. Uh, th that is the quality of Yangar. It is mainly sun all the time. They say it's always sunny in Yangar. <laughs> oh yes, I'm familiar with the saying. So so tell me, what do we call you? What, what's your name? Oh, apologies. Allow myself to introduce myself. And at that point, he takes the cloak off of the top, and as you can see, he has curling horns on top of his head, and there is a satyr in front of you. And he says... My name is Hemlock. Ooh, Hemlock. Well, my name is Bella Rash. It's nice to meet you, Hemlock. Um, you all see this, like, um, humanoid lion leap across the table. Hemlock, oh my god, I haven't seen you in so long! It's been such a long time since we've seen each other! Flocks, you minx. <clears throat> you know that I chose you personally for this. I kind of can't remember who you are all the time. I'm really sorry about that. After all the time we spent in the Feywild, this, you don't? Remember? I do now. I mean, that's the important part. It's just that yeah, it gets really into your stories. Like you're you're talking all slow and exciting, and it's real sexy. And I'm like into it, and then I'm like, oh right, that's my other uncle, Dad. <laughs> you did take a lot of blows to the head during the uh, 
the Feywild adventures, but uh, it is okay. It's healed up real nice. Don't worry about it. And uh, how about the two of you? The do you want to introduce yourself as well? Is this custom? Oh, but of course. Uh, my name is Adrath Shadid. I am a wizard and purveyor of fine goods, Astery. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm Young Man Weck. I'm on a, a quest to gain all of the knowledge in the world so that I can someday be helpful to people. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, each of you have been chosen for very specific reasons. You have talents that will more than likely complement each other and uh, there is uh, something uh, happening uh, in my master's estate and this is something uh, very serious and uh, I have been sent to bring you back. Uh, it will be a three day journey across the deserts but uh, don't worry, we will be riding in style so it will be uh, quite nice. Uh, the Pasha has spared no expense uh, but I would strongly suggest that um, after breakfast, you purchase whatever you need for the travels. Um, and he kind of looks at the four of you and the clothing and armor that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, I, you might want to get something a little bit more um, covering. Uh, the sands, they can be a, a fierce maiden and the winds whip at nighttime like no other. So uh, make sure you get some food and some clothing, and and then uh, we should be able to go. So you're you're telling me that uh, we're going in the hot heat and we should cover all of ourselves instead of just not, like, walking around in a loincloth or something? Uh, that, uh, well, yes. And that's the better way to do it? Just, just to confirm, are you currently wearing just a loincloth? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, that was... Speaking specifically about you, I would suggest covering yourself. Um, people might mistake you for entertainment around here. Huh. So, okay. Well, yeah, I learned something new today. Thank you. Thank you, Hemlock. Uh, but real quickly, so what uh, What can you tell us about this adventure, this need? I mean, there's so much mystery around it. I mean, is there anything you can tell us further? You know, why are we here? Well, about that... Uh... It would be best if I addressed this on the road uh, to the Conari estate. Um, he is a rather private man, and he does not want his, uh, how do you say, dirty laundry aired in the city walls of Yangar. It would be very embarrassing if anybody found out about uh, what is going on. Got it. This place is a bit of a rumor mill. <laughs> I whispered a young man whack. Yeah, they're not going to tell us any details now. They want to wait until we get all the way over there. That way, they'll break it to us, and since we're there, we'll go ahead and do it. Huh, interesting. What a great tactic. I'm going to write that down. Uh, Mr. Hemlock, if uh, if I may call you that, uh, how long did you say it takes to get to the Canary Estate? Uh, three days. Three days. Three days. Uh, three days by elephant, yes. Oh, by <gasps> elephant. I... I... I bring my own transportation. I hope that's all right. I, uh, no. <laughs> I choose to use my own transportation if that's all right. I'm, I'm telling you that I have other transportation. What kind of transportation do you have, sir? A broom. That is for sweeping, sir. Uh, not this one. This one's this one in particular is actually quite. Uh, it's quite fascinating. You see, what it, is it? Got, got wheels on it or something? It flies. <gasps> Show us now! <laughs> You're full of shit. I had to chain it up out front. They wouldn't let me bring it in. Go get it. At that point, a large clanking noise erupts from the table in between you, <gasps> and you are provided the meals that were ordered. 
large plate of sausage and what looks like an amorphous blob of white viscous fluid next to it. Mm. In front of Phlox, a pig leg the size of half of her body just smoked and cooked to perfection just juices running alongside it and in front of young Manwek, the largest flagon of what looks like beer is placed in front of him with small brown chunks floating in it mm. oh that's that's that is just like i like it mm. it's got the chunks in it see that makes it taste extra good oh yeah oh no they're they're, they're quite visible barkeep do you have uh, maybe some some flatware or some napkins or something we could use no Okay, thank you. It, it, it is custom here to eat with our hands. It is uh, very rude to ask for any kind of cutlery. It's uh, not w- among our customs. Hey, Adrath, I, I th- I've got some, some, some forks and spoons in my pack oh. here. Would you like that? No, it's fine. I've brought something to help me out, and uh, I will cast Mage Hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I will feed myself with Mage Hand. <laughs> mm. Is it Adrath? A D R A T H. Got it. Got it. David, what's your character's name? My character's name is Bell O Resh, and it's B E L L, the letter O, R E S H. Bell O Resh. And with that, Hemlock rises from the table and goes, Please enjoy your breakfast. Uh, I am going to attend to the, uh, the travel. I will be back shortly, and at which point um, we will go on our journey. All right, Adrath. What, yeah, yeah, yes, what yes. I mean, you're pretty roved up already. I mean, what what sort of things you're going to get to cover up? I mean, I have I've only brought my fine clothes because I thought this was going to. I mean, I should have suspected with a name like the Smoking Pig, but you know, it's all these things. Um, I was thinking maybe I could get a nice uh, ensemble. Uh, something that could really, I, you know, really, I was going to go and I was going to ask the tailor for something that was, I believe he said, a wind wicking. <laughs> ah. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, I'm going to follow your lead. I have no no skill with style at all. <laughs> I must be honest, though, with you. you. You look like there would be no way that any sand could penetrate such a formidable defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's my job. I just get out there and I'm just going to be a wall for you guys. So anyway, I just have to find something that can cover this this up. And and young man, may I call you young man? I prefer it. Thank you. Yes. Um, maybe you should accompany us. I don't follow. You should join us to purchase some clothing. Oh, right. Like he said before, I wrote it down. Yes. Well, I don't know where you pulled that paper from, but I suppose that it is good that you wrote it down. <laughs> so, uh, Veronica, what is Flox wearing as far as... What is know, what is Flox? What is Flox? <laughs> Let me tell you what Flox is. Flox is... On an existential level. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for asking. I have so much backstory to share. <laughs> this is the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Flox is a, uh, a tabaxi, so she looks oh, like right. a, a humanoid lion, but um, she's really into doing her hair multicolored, so she's got lots of rainbow hair going on. Uh, but she is a monk, so she is unarmored, and so she looks like she's going to JLo's wedding. I mean, she's in full-on linen garb. <laughs> nice. She looks hot. There's a chance you may not need anything, although you may want to. I want to get a cool visor, actually. Yeah. yeah. Definitely something to protect yourself from the harsh suns of Yangar. So, uh, so if I were to put a robe on, and you see, I would, I would be able to wear my leather armor underneath it, and that would not make me sweaty. Oh, you'll be sweaty. You- 
Yeah, you're gonna be sweaty in the ass crack, but it, it'll be fine. It just dribbles down there. Yeah, I guess the I guess the 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 fabric will like reflect some heat and help keep a lot of heat in. So I don't really know why we're doing it. Are you familiar with talcum? No, tell me more. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my pen. It helps keeps the parts dry that you would like to keep dry. Prevents chafing. Very very important. Huh? I'm not a man of the outdoors myself, but. Uh, you know, sometimes if you're going to be wearing, you know, boots all day, it's it's really helpful. I'm going to stock up on talcum just so I can make sure he's got his talcum needs met. <laughs> Young man Weck just comes out, like, covered in just talcum. <laughs> just like, <laughs> loincloth and powder. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, the barkeep drops off the bill. It looks like the extravagant meal that you enjoyed, at least the three of you, in total comes out to 15 gold pieces. Quite expensive. Wow, that's a lot. Please, 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 let let me take care of this. Oh, I insist. Okay. I'll throw down 15 gold, and uh, if I pass uh, uh, one of the, the, the server, I will say, and this is for you. And I will hand him a gold. And uh, with that, he just takes it back to the bar, doesn't say anything about the gold he gave him, and the meal is paid for. Just as a reminder, each of you received 500 gold pieces, just so you're aware of the money that you have. Okay, so would you like to make any purchases, or do you want to go directly onto this journey? So if we go to a tailor and ask, like, what is, like, a good material for trying to get through the desert, what would they suggest? Well, I I mean, if you're going out into the desert, I would suggest maybe something along the lines of a a darker color uh, to help reflect the sunlight. You want a lighter color? Sure. I mean, you have to understand that the Yangari sun is very different from... (laughs) Your sun. Uh, it's the, it's the so, red light coming from the sun, not the yellow light. Correct, correct. <laughs> um, you also want something that uh, does breathe a little bit, um, but also at the same time breaks the wind. I have the perfect thing for you. And uh, he pulls out like an extremely heavy robe that's made out of like a burlap uh, <laughs> type material that looks like will just chafe every inch of your skin and body and goes for a mere two gold pieces. I'll, I can, you know, fit this to you. He thinks you're poor. Can I roll an insight on that? Go ahead. Uh, that was a natural 20 plus five. Can you describe to me what you're currently wearing right now? I'm wearing fine clothes. It's, it's kind of like mostly cotton with some trim that is silken. So it's got, as a as a failed merchant, uh, it it looks like he spent a little bit more money on his clothes than he should have, but that's all part of like that front man look that a that a vendor would have. You feel like he is not taking you seriously, almost kind of like an aside, and is just offering you whatever. I tell you, I've been living in this city for years, and I've never seen travelers wearing something quite like this. Perhaps you have something else that. A well-seasoned traveler would have worn. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were a fellow Yangorosi. I'm surprised you haven't heard of me or recognized me. Wait a minute. Adrath? Oh, yes, you do recognize me. It's not just because I had it embroidered on my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I read your hat. Yeah, I actually don't know who you are. But, you know, it's... it's. Uh, I can see that you're a man of fine taste. 
So then he starts to kind of go through the clothing racks and pulls out something that is flamboyantly extravagant and goes, for a mere 50 gold pieces, I am going to provide you a Sunari original. How about that? (gasps) What does it look like? What do you want it to look like? I want it to look... Choose carefully. (laughs) Simple. But I want to know what the... I I guess I I want to know, like, how it was made. If I, if I was to look at it. It's definitely made from a combination of silk and um, some other type of material. It's flexible but loose. It looks like it could cover everything that you wear but still light and airy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is probably what you're looking for in the travels with a desert. Something that can cover you um, but still not like suffocate you altogether. Mm. Oh, Sunari, this is Perfect. This is exactly the sort of thing I was looking for, but we are so limited on time, and I know you mentioned the tailoring services before. Perhaps you have the maybe a bolt of the, the, this material that I could purchase. Oh, um, yeah, that's unorthodox, but uh, absolutely. Uh, let me see if I could scrounge something up. Um, and he comes out with, you know, an arm-length spool of this silken material uh, and goes, I, well, it's, I could probably give this to you for like 35 gold pieces. Oh, that would be perfect. I'll even dress up my broom in it. <laughs> hey, uh, could, could, could I buy the thing that he didn't buy? I'll buy it. Oh, absolutely. Um, but are you sure you can afford a Sunari original? I mean, don't mean to judge. I think young Manwek was wanting the two gold item, right? No, no, I want the fancy stuff. Me and Adrath are going to be twinsies. Not in the slightest. I scoop out just a handful of gold and, like, throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll have to imagine there's elastic in the loincloth. He just pulls it out and goes yeah. in. <laughs> Where is he keeping it all? Mark off 79 gold from the total <laughs> that you have. And to, ke- to keep things simple, I'll get one, too, and I hand you a bag of gold as well. <laughs> Do you do you count it or is it just like an All my bags are exactly what the merchant asks, so it happens to be exactly what you needed, so boom. So both of you get this uh extravagant uh silken robe, uh which he claimed to be a Sonari original. Uh <laughs> and now you are uh, all wearing the same thing. Well, except for Flox and Adrath. Mm-hmm. So half of us really. Yeah. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And now let's take a quick adventuring break and hear a word from one of our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I could give you one extra hour in the day, what would you do with it? Sometimes there are things we want to do, but we can't find the time, like working out, reading a book, or going to therapy. But what if there was therapy that could fit into your busy schedule? 
it might be time to give BetterHelp a try. I've recently been going through a lot in life and have gone back into therapy to make sure that I can handle everything and be the best me possible. BetterHelp provides you with therapy that is totally online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited perfectly for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you're free to message, video, or phone call your therapist whenever you need. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash dragons today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dragons. And now let's take a quick adventuring break and hear a word from one of our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I could give you one extra hour in the day, what would you do with it? Sometimes there are things we want to do, but we can't find the time, like working out, reading a book, or going to therapy. But what if there was therapy that could fit into your busy schedule? It might be time to give BetterHelp a try. I've recently been going through a lot in life and have gone back into therapy to make sure that I can handle everything and be the best me possible. BetterHelp provides you with therapy that is totally online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited perfectly for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you're free to message, video, or phone call your therapist whenever you need. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash dragons today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dragons. Knowing what I bought and how much material is made out of what they made, how many of those could I make out of one bolt? Depending on your skill, I would probably say two. Perfect. Because I don't use skill. I use magic. Got it. Got it. So at most two, if your skill, let's say, wasn't very high, you might ruin some of the material and then maybe still be able to make one. Do I even have to roll for this? I don't even have to roll for this. It, if it's a magic spell, probably not. It's a, it, is a, it is the spell fabricate. <laughs> nice. Yes. I would like to look around and see if other people are wearing items like this or if this is um, bullshit. No, you can see that the average Yangari citizen it wears colorful clothing, mm-hmm. often adorned with feathers and or similar types of adornments, beads, lots of jewelry. But for the most part, their clothing is more of a loose fitting kind of covers the majority of the body. A lot of them do wear uh, like bandanas over their faces. And this is often due to the weather of the area. Mm-hmm. You know, sandstorms, even within the city wall, can sometimes can kick up and, you know, the winds can whistle sand all over the place. So it's more of a kind of cautionary protective type thing over uh, maybe standard fashion. Great. I'll get the same thing everyone else is getting, but maybe in a different color if that's available. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that'll also be 50 gold pieces. I count out 50 gold. Flux, Flux, you got to get the color we're all getting. We're like a team. Woo-hoo. Look how good we look. Oh. Look at us all. Um, I do prefer this version of you a lot more than the previous one. Rude. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking to the young man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about me. He thinks I look stupid before. Oh. Oh, I didn't say stupid, just poor. 
Um, I, I really want people to accept me and to fit in, and so I will say, uh, okay, um, I'll just get the same thing as my new friends here. I mean, Flux, you, you should stand by your convictions. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have two. <laughs> so you spend 100 gold pieces and you're yeah. provided one of these uh, robes uh, in the same color as Bella Rash and Young Manwek, and then also another one uh, in the color of your choosing. Okay, great. That's what I do. I stick the other one in my satchel. Hot dog. We're all going to look great. So, Flox, what do you want to do, like, with your life? You got, like, long-term goals and all that? Oh, yeah, totally. So, um, I am a, I'm completely devoted to the teachings of cool, and essentially everything is cool, 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 because, you know, I climbed a mountain when I was five years old to be devoted to cool, and... Hmm. Everything about cool is that we think that all things, animate and inanimate, they're all sacred. And so, um, yeah, my monastery, we were essentially just making a bunch of, like, cabbage and, like, sending things down to the mountain to help the inhabitants. And Ooh. something something just awoke in me. And I realized that, like, my goal in life is to elevate food to its most sacred pinnacle so that, like... When people consume it, it's like the most sacred act that can possibly happen. And that's why I joined the Iron Chefs Guild, um, mostly because I was really interested in honing my own skills. But it's all about elevating that food, man. I've run wow. like a lot of really good taco shops. I make excellent enchiladas. Um, and it's basically why I came here is to learn the secrets of uh, where are we again? Yangar. Uh, Yangar and all of their good, good rice recipes, I guess. Oh. Fox, that was a that was an inspiring story. Here's ten gold. Pieces. Oh my god, thank you so much. I I just spent a lot of money, so that's so exciting. And then the four of you, as you exit the tailor shop, you see one of the guards that was accompanying Hemlock earlier standing outside and goes, Are you guys ready to go or uh is there anything else you need to get? Oh I need about ten minutes if that's alright. Okay. Uh, ten minutes should be fine, but after that, we need to get going. Oh, I'm, I I can do it here. Don't worry, and uh, just give me a little room. Adrath will will uh, pull out his uh, his spell tome from his backpack, and he will say some magical words. Do a little bit of flourishing with his hands. He doesn't need to do it; he just likes to do it. And the bolt of cloth almost floats in front of him, and strands of the cloth come out, and. Over the course of ten minutes, you see as he forms his own set of robes, as well as uh, it includes like some pockets in it as well. Nice. It's 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 kind of plain by comparison, but it it serves the purpose. As you display this magical spectacle, a small group of urchins surround you, all gasping in delight, and they are kind of tugging at your robes uh, and just kind of huddling around uh, your your thighs and knees. And they're like, oh, do another one. Can we get another spell, please? Oh, but of course. He also has a flying broom. Yeah, show us that. A flying broom? Please, sir, can we see the flying broom? Technically, I haven't been walking anywhere. I've been riding it this whole time. Ooh. <laughs> um, while he's doing his ritual, can I try to pick his pocket? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, contested roll, so it'll be thievery versus perception. Sleight of hand. Or sleight of hand, yeah. First off, this is very rude, and I don't like it, and I feel attacked. Well, you are being attacked, <laughs> so... 
I rolled a twenty. I rolled a. I rolled a, I rolled a twenty-eight. I didn't do great. I didn't do great. Um, I got a ten. Twenty-eight. I have a plus fourteen. <laughs> How do you have a plus fourteen? Because I'm specialized in picking pockets. Oh, all right. I'm specialized in being a wizard. So, young man, Weck, you're able to uh, go through his belongings with skilled ease. Is there anything specific that you are looking for? Uh, 79 gold pieces. Perfect. <laughs> you take 79 gold pieces. You know what's really upsetting is how I was so happy that I saved 15 gold on this. <laughs> uh, uh, so, go ahead and mark that off of your character sheet, 79, Matthew, but you are not going to know that it is gone till. Probably later. Oh, so much for having 510 gold. Buying <laughs> breakfast for the entire team. <laughs> That's such a high roll. There's no way I would have seen you uh, steal the gold. You know, being a cleric and lawful good, I think if I saw it, I probably would have said something or I don't know. Maybe the our relationship has probably gotten to the point where I'm just like biting my tongue and just rolling my eyes at it. What What is your... Um... Like divine following. Do you have like a deity? Yeah. So Belarash worships Moradin. He's all about like creation, earth, good, law, protection, knowledge. That's his deal. Uh, Moradin is the chief deity in the dwarven pantheon. So it's a dwarven god. Interesting. But you're a half elf, right? That's correct. Okay. That's probably how we know each other. I actually have a background with dwarven stuff. I too speak dwarf. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe in our travels, I I would have told you, yeah, I I had been raised by dwarves, and they kind of led me into my clerical path. So let's say that's how maybe we met and how we've traveled together. So Another magic spell, please. Oh, right. Um, Oh, I also have, sorry, I also have gloves of thievery. That's why it's so high. That's, yes, those are awesome. I did see that, yeah. I just gave myself a hat of wizardry, even though it doesn't really do anything for me, because then everyone knows I'm a wizard. (laughs) So Adrath will uh, be like, oh, of course, children, of course. Uh, And he'll he'll bring out his hand, and a, uh, a burst of sparks will just fly out all different colors from his hand. That's just prestidigitation. Matthew, roll perception. (laughs) (laughs) That was one better. That was an 11. You don't realize it until it's too late, but you feel a a slight rustling in your uh, waist side and you look down and the children disperse uh, from around you. I hate this. This is like every campaign I'm in where my character just gets destroyed on the first episode because everyone wants established dominance over me. Be poor first. <laughs> <laughs> no. Michael killed me the first time I played with him. <laughs> Look, that was an accident. What? What? Uh, what? Fred. I mean, what happened? <laughs> Can I roll a perception on this? Yes, absolutely. I'd like to also roll a perception. Please do so. 26 for me. Oh, Jesus. I got a 16. So, Flox, you realize that the small group of urchins are actually not urchins at all. They are a small group of halflings that have just pilfered what looks like a small amount of gold from Adrath's pockets. Uh, Adrath, let's remove another 20 gold pieces from your total. And as you look down at them, Adrath, they are running around and they look at you and go... Thank you, sir. Kick rocks. And then they run off. Cool. Bye, guys. <sighs> did did I notice them stealing? 
I, I think you see, like, I think you see the telltale signs of what can be looked like um, burglary, but you don't actually see what they took. Okay. I mean, I don't think that my perception is any better than anyone else's. So I'll turn to the group and be like, you know, we, we just have to be like really cognizant of the of the conditions that people are in. And so, you know, sometimes when we take from others, it's really for a better cause. So I say, you know, they got away with it. Everything's cool. Uh, it's really not. You know, it's it's really not cool. You know, you know, it's not. It's not cool. Adrath, how much th- or what did they take? How much did they take? Um, I'm not gonna count right now. It's not just. It's it's really not uh, couth to uh, count one's money out in public. But he will take all everything he has and he'll put it in his backpack, and uh, then he'll you'll see him sprinkle something. And uh, I'm gonna cast arcane lock on my bag. <laughs> nice. It's fine. It's fine. This happens. So, you know. It's no. It's not fine. Uh, and then at that point, the guard uh, looks at the four of you and goes. Uh, so are we ready to go? We're in our outfits. Yeah, let's go. Great, great. So you follow the guard back towards the one of the city walls, and before you even see the gate, you actually see an incredibly large creature. There is a humongous gray elephant uh, near one of the gates, and on top of it, uh, there is what looks like almost kind of like a gazebo, like a palanquin that's on top. And um, what looks like a... It's an oliphant. (laughs) And there is a rope ladder that leads up. And on top of this is another guard and hemlock. And he goes, oh, great, great. Please, please join me up here. We we leave for uh, the Kunari estate. All right. Start climbing up. I'm going to be super honest. When he said an elephant, I thought something else entirely. This is acceptable. What did you think it was going to be? Smaller, for one. And worse smelling. Dirty baby elephant. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm in. I'm ready. I'm excited to go. I'm here. I'm happy. Once I get to the top of the ladder, what sort of seating arrangements are there? It's actually very nice. Um, It is floor seating. Essentially, you're seating on a platform that is on top of the elephant. There is probably like a two-foot-high wall that comes up along each side uh, with an egress for the rope ladder, and then what would be considered like poles on every corner of this platform, and then a roof, like a cover that comes down a little bit as well. Um, Within the platform that you're sitting in, there are numerous cushions, and is quite comfortable. Nice. I get a window seat. (laughs) (laughs) All all the seats are windows. uh, There is no walls, but... um... It's okay. And with that, he snaps his fingers. The guard that is at the front starts to to whip the elephant, and the the elephant starts to lurch forward with a rumbling of the platform. And then along either side of the elephant that you're riding on, the two other guards that are accompanying you are actually riding on top of what look like dire hyenas, incredibly large versions of hyenas. Um, They have kind of like large necks, just fur spots a very disconcerting cackle comes out of each of them from time (laughs) to time that throws you off and the three of you the the two riding the hyenas and the elephant emerge outside of the city walls of yangar and you put the crimson city behind you as you go into the yawning vast desert seas of the continent of yangar 
Addy, Addy, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna ride your broom? Oh, these cushions are quite comfortable. Oh, could you ride it for a sec? Oh man, I was, I was, I wanted to see it. Can I see it? Can I see you ride it? Do a trick. Uh, but of course. <laughs> ah. He like puts it down in front of him. By which I mean, it's like it hangs out at waist height, and he like sits on it. Wow. Tada. Can I? Can I ride it? Uh. How? How much do you weigh? And I don't want to be, I don't want to be intrusive, but how much do you weigh? Uh, 140? He looks like the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll, gi- I'll give you 10 gold if I can ride your room. Oh, uh, no need to pay me, but uh, sure, I'd hop on. I hop on his broom and I fly around. I take a closer look at... Uh... Oh, no, no, I'm on it as well. <laughs> 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 Wow, can we can we fly and and look at those big dogs? How f- fast is the elephant moving? Oh, it's it's not moving very fastly at all. Okay, but it is a steady kind of you know g- gallop. I don't know if that's the correct term. Would you say it's moving at a speed that is less than thirty feet every six seconds? I would say at least equivalent to yes. Well, we can. We can fly a little bit, but we don't want to get left behind. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. As they fly around, I want to lean over to Belarush. This is how all great love stories start, you know? <laughs> Flying together into a new adventure. <laughs> it's so romantic. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Am I sitting in front or back? Can I be in front? Uh, you're, you're in front, and... Uh, I'm holding my arms out, like... <laughs> For, for the for the for the magic to work, I have I'm to flying. hold I have to hold on to you to make sure the magic works. Young man, I'm gonna need you to hold on, but don't you dare close your eyes. But I'm flying. <laughs> so immediately after you leave the protective walls of the city of Yangar, you feel an assaulting heat that permeates all around you, almost like a a wall of heat. It is incredibly hot, and and most of you start to sweat immediately. But luckily, you are not um, exerting a lot of physical stress right now, and you are underneath an awning or uh, under a covering, so the heat isn't directly on you. But you can see that being directly out in the sunlight of the desert could be incredibly taxing on one's constitution. Did I mention I'm wearing a hat? That specifically has your name written on it, yes. Also, there's a ring of rhinestones around the bottom. And is it cone-shaped with, like, stars on them? Look, (laughs) let's not get stereotypical here. (laughs) <laughs> well, I read your character sheet, and that's what it specifically stated. Yeah, some would say this antiquated cone-shaped hat is adorned with gold crescent moods and stars. What is it, like a wizard's hat? It is a hat of wizardry. Yes. <laughs> well, you could have it look like whatever you want. Oh, it's that plus the rhinestones, and my name is embroidered on it. In rhinestones. <laughs> Did your mom make it for you? No, 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 no. There's, it's like a, it's like around the bottom, like how Puritans had like a belt around their hats because they wanted to make sure the pants didn't fall off. I mean, sorry, their heads, did, heads didn't fall out from their hats. That was yeah, their spare a, belt, Matthew. But it's rhinestones. <laughs> got it. You got a spare rhinestone belt. I've been dazzled by hat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this hat is completely useless other than it's got gold crescent moods and stars on it. Does Adrath and young men Wex stay out on their broom together alone romantically, or do they come back to the group? I'm, I'm assuming that Adrath would 
<laughs> quickly bore, get sick of this, and, and head it back, right? I, I, well, I'm probably already bored with it, and also hot. And I don't mean that I'm hot, you know. I mean I'm, I'm, I'm. It's getting, it's getting a little toasty. When you get back, Bella Rush is, is there playing uh, some solitaire dice game, you know, on the back of the elephant. And after you come and land, I just kind of grab my dice and pocket them and sit back down in a little huff. Oh, Bello, you uh, playing dice again? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to learn learn the techniques of it before I go and actually get get up the nerve to actually play against someone. And the problem is, I keep beating myself, and and I don't know how I'm doing it. So I, I'm not I'm not confident enough to go, you know, one on one with someone. So do you want to play for money? I I. I don't think I'm at that level yet, but but you should soon. just try it. I should try it. Yeah. Okay. 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 I will. How much do you want to do? Five gold. Uh, whoa, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Five gold. It is a lot. Okay. Um. All right. So I uh, lay down the five gold and uh, I roll the dice and get something. I'm gonna try to use sleight of hand to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> but I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, while uh, while they're doing this, first I'm gonna cast knock on my bag, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out like just because we're already using the number ten gold pieces, and then I'm going to cast fabricate on the ten gold pieces, and I want to turn it into like a nice like wristband, like something like like it looks like a a snake or a dragon or something. What, what's like Yangar known for? Hmm. Well, it's probably known for like more like desert creatures, so you'd probably get like a, a nice snake. Yeah, like okay, I'll, I'll turn it into like a, a snake like band. Are you going to make one for everyone on the team? So we have oh. matching jewelry and costumes. Oh no, I'm going to sell this for money. Oh, I'm a jeweler by trade. I'm just between businesses at the moment. Would you sell it for ten gold? I just won ten gold. No, I made it with ten gold, so I would like to sell it for more than that. Yeah, I guess technically I won five gold. I would like to sell it for 50 gold. So at that point, Adrath, you realize that your coin purse is a lot lighter than it originally was. Oh, I thought we already figured that out. No, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me that I figured I found out like it was too late. That's why I threw it all in the bag and then magically locked the bag. Right. right, Oh, I think I think that was after the children was rifling through your pack. Oh, I found out like. All right, he's got to assume he's got to assume the children's yeah. still. Yeah, I, that's I kind of I kind of assumed that that was the case. Okay, got it. So yeah, you you know for sure now. Maybe after pulling the ten gold pieces out and maybe taking a quick inventory, that mm-hmm. you have lost whatever uh, Michael took from you, and then whatever the kids took from you as well. Ninety nine gold pieces. Ninety nine specifically. Ninety nine. I got nine. I I had ninety nine gold pieces, and now I got none of those. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I did slip uh, ten gold into his robes when we were on the broom. <laughs> did you? Oh, did you now? Uh-huh. <laughs> Unless you can beat my twenty-one for sleight of hand. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally slipping and taking stuff from you all the time. <laughs> it, it's a wonder or not. I mean, he probably was in the loincloth on a dare saying, bet you can't swindle people out of 500 gold while wearing this. Yeah. <laughs> and that was his lucky day. How did you know? I'm creating backstory for your character, Michael. You're welcome. I appreciate it. So, Bella Rush, you had asked earlier what the uh, 
summons was for. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, is it is it now time? Can you can you tell us more? This sounds very important to plot. I lean in. It is. Yes, it is the very reason why you are being summoned to the estate. I, I am trying to divulge this information to you. It might be important for everybody to listen. Uh, young Manwek, are you uh, are you listening? Just want to make sure uh, you are here. What? Yeah, yeah, no, listen, I got my pen right here. Okay, great, great. Uh, please take copious notes. Within the last two weeks, we have found several people dead within the estate. Now, normally this wouldn't be of a large concern. I mean, of course, people dying is, is not great, but it is the manner in which they have died which is disconcerting. Uh, for you see... The people who have died in our estate, all that was left behind were, uh, how do you say, husks, or... Uh, husks, we say husks as well. Oh, great, great, yes, husks, uh, uh, shedded skin. Oh, gross. Uh, yes, uh, at first glance, it just looks like there is a dead person there, but at closer glance, you can easily see that there is no substance within the outer layer, which is the skin. Are there any bones or meat inside? Uh, unfortunately, I, uh, I've only viewed one. Uh, the one that I viewed, there was not. But uh, now we are up to two different people who have died in this manner. Mm. And that is why uh, uh, Pasha Kunari has tasked me with summoning the four of you. Uh, um, word of your talents have gotten to the Konari, and uh, he wanted to make sure that he had somebody look into this. Mm-hmm. So so someone's stealing people's meat. Uh, Can we uh, call uh, it flesh? Just out of curiosity, you know, just... <laughs> people meat sounds weird. Take a note of that, too. Someday I'm going to be very knowledgeable. Oh, one day you two might be an old man. I'm 40. I'm called a young man whack. I'll never be old. So, when we get there, it is very important that you understand that there are uh, certain customs uh, that we must follow. Please ensure that um, whenever you greet somebody, you never shake their hand. It is considered um, somewhat rude. Uh, Hmm. Social distancing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We don't want to uh, share our dirtiness with each other. Um, Adrath, you would probably understand that. Of course, I'm very well versed in the culture and history of this place. I would just simply clean myself before I shook someone's hand because magic. Uh, Yes, but even after cleaning yourself, it would be best if you did not touch anybody, but it is... Of of course, Hemlock, and as as Hemlock says that, he has to hold hold back his hand and keep him from, like, touching his shoulder. (laughs) So how... Ought we? I, I, of course, I, like I said, I'm well versed in the culture of this area. But how would one greet another at the Kunari Estate here in Yengar? So, uh, with Pasha Kunari, it is customary to bow. Uh, so, whenever you are introduced to the Pasha, ensure you make a deep gesture and bow to him. Uh, otherwise, it could be considered a great insult. Bow to Sensei. Got it. It's Pasha. Oh, that was out of character. Sorry. (laughs) 
And with that, he kind of continues to kind of talk to you about some small intricacies of the political atmosphere of Yangar and within the estate. The time passes by somewhat slowly, but the first day's worth of travel has ended. You actually break out into a small camp and you spend the night out in the desert. Right. All right. I have a spell for this as well. A spell for what? Oh, I don't sleep in the outdoors. You see, I, I've brought my own accommodations, uh, and I would like to cast uh, Leomon's tiny hut. <laughs> you do so, and uh, what looks like a seemingly uninterestingly hut appears, not more than thirty feet away. It's quite small, probably no more than. 20 feet in diameter and it has a small thatched roof and uh, a doorway oh don't worry it's it's much nicer on the inside <laughs> while uh, you're working on your hut or going going in i do pull out of my backpack a two-person tent and set it up out there i'm gonna go ahead and sleep over in here and you probably are used to this if we've been traveling together i do have alone time for me to do my meditation praying and things of that type so i i spent a few you know maybe 10 or so minutes setting up my tent gathering and just getting my sleepy time spot ready flux yeah whatever whatever you do don't go in that tent is he masturbating? He's jerking it so hard in there. I figured. Do you think Adrath is jerking it too? Probably. That's the only reason that people go into huts and tents. I mean, I'm going to be sleeping out here. Does it count as masturbation if you use Unseen Servant to do it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very rude. Okay, Mage Hand. <laughs> While we're talking about jerking it, I'm going to be putting out my big mess kit of holding with all of my delectable foods and stuff and making a really huge gourmet meal for everyone. Beautiful. Oh, nice. Do, do elephants sleep standing up? I was thinking I was going to sleep on the elephant, but I was also concerned that it might roll over on me. But I don't think it would roll over on top of the gazebo. Because I was going to sleep under it. Does that... Is that a bad idea? Yes. Do you want a space in the hut? There's space. It's quite comfortable inside. The spell says so. Young man, Weck, do you go inside Leoman's tiny hut? Oh, I absolutely do. As you enter the hut, the inside of this tiny hut is incredibly large in comparison to the exterior. Matthew, I don't know if you want to describe what the inside of this looks like. Oh man, you could fit like nine creatures of medium size or smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Just nine? And you would think that creatures and objects within the dome when I cast a spell can move through it freely uh, and all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. The atmosphere inside is comfortable and dry regardless of the weather outside. I can control the lighting and I can make the dome... Opaque, uh, the dome, sorry, it's really a dome. It's not really a hut. And I can make it any color I choose it to be. I choose it to be sand colored. <laughs> and it's very much like sitting in that palaquin in the sense that it's it's lots of big pillows. Um, there's some, there's like a rug in the middle. There's a table on top of it with uh, some candles. There's not like a meal waiting for us. Just Barry White music playing in the background. <laughs> Uh, it's ska. It's ska. <laughs> the official music of Drunkeros. This, this is the song of my people. I skank on in. <laughs> wow, man, you guys are great traveling companions. Well, I tell you, when I started learning how to be a wizard, I 
quickly forgot why I wanted to be a wizard once I learned that I could make magic do the work for me. It's probably why I'm bad at my day job. I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you're great at it. Look at that cool bracelet you made. Oh, that's why I learned magic. I'm not so good with my hands, but really, when I learned that magic could just do it for me, I was like, uh, sign me up, please. Ah, I see. And it turns out that you also have to do more than just sign up for something. It takes years of skill and hard work. And the next thing you know, you got a mage hand jerking you off and you're living <laughs> in an invisible tent. <laughs> At that point, I come walking in. Well, I'm done praying for the night. Pray. Your fly's down. Oh, shit. I zipped my fly up. Well, welcome to Mikasa. I learned it from a guy named Leomond. It's his tiny hut. You stole it from him? Well, he taught me that it's a spell. Oh. I am no thief, and I don't think there is a single thief amongst us. Absolutely not. I know thieves. And no one, none of them, no, no one here is a thief. Oh, I, I just ask, could you remove your gloves in this hut? It's rude to wear your gloves in here. <laughs> Don't worry, they're invisible. That's right. Yeah, you can't, you can't see his gloves. You cannot see the gloves. Uh, I don't have detect magic. All right. Cool. <laughs> Does anybody mind if I bring in another person to kind of help take care of us while we're in here? And by take care of, I mean, like, fluff our pillows and, like, clean up after us. I... I'm going to do it. I'm just asking just for the sheer fact I should ask, because you're guests in my tiny hut. Who is it? Who is it? I call him Sven. He's invisible. Hmm. Oh, look at my gloves. What? I'm sorry, what? Uh, uh, never mind. And I will cast Unseen Servant. None of you see it. No- nothing happens. <laughs> Do you guys think he really did anything, or is he just he's just pulling her leg? I think he's full of it. Oh, Sven, could you fluff my pillows for me, please? Thank you. Holy shit, those pillows are fluffing. <gasps> oh, it's always good to have a fluffer on staff. <laughs> he also does dishes, my laundry, and uh, pretty much any menial task that uh, I would normally have done in my previous life as some sort of jeweler. I'm still a, I'm still a jeweler, I just... All that other boring stuff I just have magic do for me. Man, magic is really powerful. It is. God, imagine if I was a a mage of the Ninth Circle casting spells like... What's a level nine spell? I don't know. They never taught me. One day. What kind of cool spells can you do? Oh, I can make the invisible guy. I can make an invisible hand. I can protect myself. I can make the invisible hut. You're an invisomancer. I can understand any language. I can lock things. I can unlock things. I can make myself look different. Do that. Let's see. I will change my appearance to look like a tabaxi. Whoa. By casting Alter Self. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay. <laughs> so really, I don't do anything like a war wizard would. Ooh, I do a lot of, like, very selfish things. I'm sorry. I do a lot of things that just really help me out, you know? I look to Hemlock. Um, so why, then, him? Uh, ooh, that, that is a great question. I, I thought he was a war wizard, but I realized the mistake. Oh, 
Hemlock. Yes. Didn't see you come in. Oh, yes. I... Can I have Sven fluff your pillows for you? Oh, I. The, the, who is a Sven? Sven, be a dear. Can you fluff the man's pillows? The, I'm not going to be sleeping in here. I... Oh. Did you all think you were sleeping in here? I mean, you invited us. Why else would you have my pillows fluffed? Oh, it's oh no! I mean, I, I, my my apologies, my apologies. I would be a, such a such a terrible host if I said you couldn't sleep in here, you filthy people. But I wouldn't do such a thing. I would I would just say welcome to my my home that I bring with me everywhere I go. It's not even really hot in here. It does feel really nice. I just slurp on my ramen. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Oh, yeah, I definitely down uh, whatever Flox has made. Really delicious. Thank you so much, Flox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Is it warm enough for you? I could I could heat it up for you. The conditions were fine. Oh, okay, fine. I could I could make it cooler, too. No. I'm just, sorry, just trying to trying to be a good host. This guy's trying to burn all his spell slots before he go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's really easy to... To use all your spell slots, guys. I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you. We're only taking a short rest, so... I've, I've, got, I've, got, a, I've got an ability for that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, young man Weck is asleep. He's finished his ramen and just immediately fallen asleep on the fluffiest pillow he can find. It's like Adrath's bed. <laughs> there are, the, their pillows are all of, of substantial size. They're like those like sumo uh, beanbag things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody should take young Manwex's lead and uh, get a good night's rest. Uh, we still have two more days of travel to get across, and uh, it, uh, it won't be easy. We're getting into the more violent parts of the desert. Ooh, good thing I brought my wand with me. Okay, good night. Good night. Does anyone snore? I have a CPAP machine. <laughs> Too bad I didn't take thaumaturgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, good night. I play music. As I go to sleep, I hope that's all right with everyone. <laughs> and I will press to digitate uh, some, like, ska for about an hour as I drift off to sleep with it for it. <laughs> Just wait for the beat to drop. <laughs> And so our band of adventurers continue their journey through the vast desert in Yangmar. They have the supplies they need, the mission ahead, and the transportation to get them to the palace. But do they have the skills to survive? Let us dive in and continue the tale. The Dungeon Master was voiced by Fred Greenleaf at I Think I'm Fred. Adrath was voiced by Matthew M. Morris at Matthew M. Morris. Phlox was voiced by Veronica Escamilla Brady at Typical Veronica. Young Manweck and Tavern Keeper were voiced by Michael DeMauro at Thrifty Nerd. 
Belaresh and Bar Patron were voiced by David Stewart, at Spudcam. Storytelling Bar Patron was voiced by Hiroshi Sutherland, at Maybe Hiroshi. Additional Bar Patrons were Nika Howard, at Nika underscore Howard, Jennifer Cheek, at Jennifer Cheek, and Tim Lanning, at Tim Lanning. For all the Patreon subscribers of D&D Podcast, your support makes shows like this possible. Thank you. Some of the background music and ambience in this episode was from Sirenscape. Enhance your gaming table at sirenscape.com. The songs Ancient Rite, Folk Round, Daka, Achilles, Akaid, Chide, Ambiment, Atek, Desert City, Heavy Heart, Dragon and Toast, Babylon, Beauty Flow, Ancient Winds, and Blue Ska are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.